Lord, it's so good. We're so glad that you're in the house for Lord tonight. Amen. It's so good to have my brother. Glad he's here. Those three baptist dollars we're going to give him. Oh, it's so good to back up and be with us. Appreciate him being here. Just so glad everybody's in the house for Lord tonight. And uh, excited about what God's going to do this week. I believe he's got great things in store for us. I believe that with all my heart. And uh, love, Brother Mary. Amen. Amen. Appreciate this man. I know that he's going to do a great job every night. And Sunday night. Sunday night, I know he will. But as much as anything, folks, I'm looking for, I'm off the next two days. I get yeah. to hang out with you. Yeah. So, I'll get to enjoy uh, the fellowship with him because it's just, you never spend time with him. It's just great. So, yeah. we're, we're so glad he's here. Amen. Love this man. He's, a, he's an awesome man. And, uh, and God is using him greatly. And I know he's got he's got a word for us. See him back. My brother's church, seven months ago, first year, I guess, maybe. In January. January, yep. And he told me at that time, he felt like the Lord was already talking to him about these services, and I believe that. So, but, uh, if you give Brother Ryan here a good hand, he comes. Amen. 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 Thirteen years, huh? Thirteen years. It's all right. Figure it out. That's my name right there. If you wondered how it was spelled, that's two E's. Amen. It's not. They pronounce it Nier. No, I'm just kidding. It's It's good to be with you guys. Um, I want to take the pressure off of you. All right, and uh, I'm not. I'm not just. Gonna, I'm not here to just preach a good sermon to hope you give me a pat on the back. We're gonna have we're gonna have a move of God, okay? Amen. 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 But thirteen years, I want you to pay close attention to what I'm about to say. Thirteen years is significant because to the Jewish people, the Jewish people, they believe thirteen years is when an individual will step from uh, step into the responsibility of their walk and their faith with God. Up until 13, a child will walk with somebody who walks with God. But when they become 13 years old, they begin to walk in responsibility for their steps. And they begin to walk with God themselves. They become accountable. They are coming to an age of maturity. And I believe that we are at a place at Harvest House... Not that you haven't taken steps on your own, but you're about to become accountable for the steps that you do take. God has seen the maturity, and there is maturity taking place. Amen. 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 That's why we've been going through what we've been going through. It's a process. God is getting us ready. But when that 13 years comes, it's like time for uh, the little birdie to spread its wings and, and fly. So I believe this is a year of maturity. This is a year where you are going to take responsibility for what has been taught you, what has been preached to you, for you to begin to walk in those things. You are, it's time, I'm just going to say it's time for the church to be what God wants the church to be. Yeah. Amen. 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 So, 13 years. It's time. Amen. Because with maturity, the Lord gave me two words for this week. He said maturity and the miraculous. Wow. But it's the first that enables you to have the second. Yes. Amen. That when you have maturity... You can be trusted with the miraculous. Yes. Amen. Amen. So with that being said, I want you to turn with me in the Bible uh, to John chapter 8. And while you're turning there, thank you, Pastor Orton and Sister Orton. Thank you. Um, and also, 
Pastor Orton, Sister Orton. It's good to have you here as well. But Pastor Daniel Orton and Sister Orton, it's so good to be here. Thank you so much. Um, I'm terrible at all this stuff, but thank you for your faithfulness. Amen. We wouldn't be here without your faithfulness to God. Amen. How many are thankful for your pastor? Well, let's start at John chapter 8, verse 56, and we'll read into John chapter 9. I'll try to read quickly so you can be seated, and congrats to the newlyweds. Amen. Y'all, y'all, wait, what? When did they get married? January? Let's do that, newlyweds. Goodness, I've been married 10 years. I still ain't got it figured out. I tell, I tell my wife, I, I tell people, like, I've been married 10 years, and it's only felt like 15 minutes. Underwater. I bet that's how we feel here. 13 years, only felt like 15 minutes. Underwater. Amen. But you're newlyweds. Amen. Just take it. Just take it. John chapter 8, we're going to start reading verse 56. The Bible says, your father Abraham rejoiced. To see, somebody say to see. To see my day and he saw it and was glad. And then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Then took they up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out the temple going through the midst of them and so passed by. And while the, cha the chapter concludes, the thought continues because if you read John 9 and verse 1, it says, and as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth and his disciples asked him saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Somebody say, Born blind. And Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Manifest means to be seen plainly. So that God's works should be seen plainly in him. Verse 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he hath done spoken, <coughs> he spat on the ground, made clay of the spittle, he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay, and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation said. And he went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. But now, verse 18, skipping down. The Bible says, but the Jews did not believe concerning him that had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked them saying, is this your son who ye say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means? means he now seeth. We know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is an age. Ask him. He shall speak for himself. Tonight, I will preach to you on this subject, the coming of age. The coming of age. I want you to put your neighbor real quick and I want you to tell him Bump your other neighbor, tell him what you And now that you love them up, you've got to ask God to forgive you, and we're going to have prayer right now before. Amen. If you can help me, would you help me pray right now?
Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated if you so desire. Father Abraham rejoiced to see. Somebody say to see. To see. He rejoiced to see my day and he saw it. Jesus quickly begins to talk and when he begins to talk he is talking about sight. He's saying Abraham your father he rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it, and then said the Jews unto him, Art thou not yet fifty years old? And hast thou seen Abraham? The text is about sight. Come on. It's about seeing him and who he really is. But when the Jews refused to see him, Jesus says to them, and they said, You're not even fifty years old. He said, your, your, father, or, uh, your father Abraham, he rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it. It was all about sight. They said, you're not even 50 years old yet, Jesus. And have you seen him? But then Jesus says, before, uh, before Abraham was, I am. And what he was making reference to was Exodus 3 and 14. Hello, Malachi. <laughs> but he said, Abraham, before Abraham was, he said, I am. And he was making reference to the way that God revealed himself to Moses in the Old Testament. When God revealed himself in the burning bush to Moses, and God was speaking to him, telling him to go to Egypt and, and speak to Was trying to show him the burning bush. 
behind the Right now, I am not a cat person, but my wife 
is a cat person. Amen. We don't have cats because we rent. So thank you, Jesus. But my, my wife's family, my wife's family, they have three cats. And I don't have cats because I go to their house to try to pray. I get down on my hands and knees. But when I get up, I'm talking in tongues. I'm like, but it's not the Holy Ghost. It's trying to show us things today. Yes, and if you refuse to see what God is trying to show you, come on. Come on. He'll go and find somebody else who's willing and wanting to see that does not have sight. So if you stop because here's here's oh, if you're a note taker, take this note down. The first step in deception is when you refuse revelation. The moment you stop following that spirit of truth is the moment you take a road down deception. Right. And that's what I want you to understand. It's such a miracle that we're able to see Jesus for who he is and know him and be baptized in his name and be filled with the Holy Ghost. So when this man received, listen, when this man received his sight, he had lived in the dark. That's all he'd ever known. He would die to have sight. While others were refusing to see, he was dying to have sight. But Jesus does a miracle for him. And when Jesus does a miracle for him, he comes out, the Bible says, seeing. And everything that he intended the Jews to have, this man now could see. But watch. The Jews, they didn't believe concerning the man that had been born blind. So you know what he did? Come on. You know what the, the, the Jews they didn't believe? Because man, this man, he received sight from his born, from his birth. Or uh, he, he'd been born blind, he received sight. Listen, that had never happened before. And God said, they said, Who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind? And Jesus said, because of sin, to do something in him that's He 
understand. The Jews didn't believe concerning him that had been born blind. So you know what they did? They wanted to stop his potential. Yes. So they went and got his parents. Yes. Come on. Come on now. Oh, you think you're a miracle. I'm going to go get your mom and dad and find out how good of a sweetheart you really are. Is this your son? Was he born blind? Yes, sir. Yes, that, that's our son. He was born blind. See, and that's what the devil does all the time. He will all, you know what his parents were? His parents are, is where he came from. Come on now. Come on. And his past. Yes. And the devil will always go and try to dig up your past.
to hear me. This is maturity when you understand that I'm not who I used to be and the devil can't use that against me anymore. Think about it. There's time and time again where great men with great potential were almost held hostage yeah. Come on. because the devil wouldn't got his parents. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Think about it. You got David, King David. Remember King David, the giant killer? Right. He wasn't always a giant killer. Right. Come on. He came up to the battlefield that day. He's going to knock that giant's head off. But his brother steps up and says, wait a minute. Yeah. I know the pride in the naughtiness of your heart. Sure. He said, I know what you did. See, the Bible don't tell us about his pride or his naughtiness, but his brother knew about it. Right. Uh-huh. And he said, I know your pride and your naughtiness. David said, is there not a cause? Come on. And then he said, is there not a cause? Come on. Off with you. And he went to King Saul. And King Saul said, you're just, you're just a youth. That Goliath, he's a man of war from his youth. In other words, the king was saying, you can't go fight Goliath. Right. You ain't got enough corn in your crib. Right. He said, you ain't got enough experience in your past to get through this. And, and, and David says, wait a minute, my brother just reminded me. Yeah. I had some battles that nobody knew about. Right. And he said, Saul said, he said, you don't got no in your, you got in your past. He said, wait a minute, my brother just reminded me. I
The reason Paul, or my mistake, attacked Paul and nobody else was because everybody, the Bible says in Acts 28 that they made a fire because of the present rain and the cold. What's a fire good for in the present rain and cold? For heat, right? Everybody else was around the fire taking from the fire. But it was Paul that stepped up and added to the fire. Oh, 
okay? So I'm about done preaching. Y'all making me do all the work. The blind man has skin. He's of age. He can answer for himself because he's been changed. And they went to that blind man, that blind man, they, they said, you know, this man that healed you, he's a sinner. He said, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't, I, I don't have a clue. See, you don't have all, I have to all, have all the answers. But he said, all I know is that I was blind, but now I see. When I've come to preach the Harvest House, I want you to understand, your past is validating your voice, who you are. 13 years behind you is saying, you're not who you used to be. You're not who you used to be. You're in a different place. But now, you don't have to have all the answers. You just, I was blind. But now I see. And it silenced you. Okay? I want you to understand that you need to understand what kind of miracle you really are because here's the thing. When you receive sight and you receive Jesus and receive the Holy Ghost, you got baptized in Jesus' name. Did you realize when you became born again, we, we're praying about miracles, we're praying about the deaf hearing, we're praying about blind eyes seeing. Do you realize that when you receive the Holy Ghost and you got baptized in Jesus' name, that is the blind seeing? saying that because I want you to hear it. I want you to hear it. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. You better get up to the piano just in case. Save me from this mess. Right? services sometimes for us just to stop and let our past speak up for us. What we need in this service is for
pastor stopped preaching, ran back to him. Called the paramedics. The came to the ambulance. The pastor went with him into the ambulance. And he's he's hovering over him as he's laying there for 20 minutes. Not a breath in his body. The blood stopped beating in his heart, his body. But the church is praying, the pastor is
Don't you 